0: What's going on, everybody? This is Nick from the White Cat Outdoors podcast, and if you're wondering to yourself, hey, I didn't hear an intro yet. That's because we're changing things up. Uh, we're going to start doing a little pre-intro into the new music, um, and that's right. I just spilled the beans. We have a brand new intro. It sounds amazing, um, so I can't wait for you guys to hear it. hope you like it, uh, but this week's episode, we're going to be talking a lot of turkey hunting. Um, this week specifically is going to be archery turkey hunting, and that's what I've been committed to doing this year. Uh, and we're going to discuss a little bit of the difficulties that I've ran into, but how I'm going to get through them in case you're interested in doing this as well. Um, on top of that, uh, I a while back got really frustrated with paying for turkey calls year after year and started just making my own. And it's actually really simple. And we want to show you guys how simple it is and maybe get you interested in making your own calls too. Um, but I'm going to quit rambling and uh, not waste any more time. Let's get tuned in to this week's episode.
1: So I did the cardinal sin. I pull up my boat and then I look dead at his antlers. I got out of the truck and when I slammed
2: the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Let's see it. Alaska, moose, spot and sock. That is the bucket list. I agree.
1: Oh man, how about that new intro? Sounding good.
0: Not bad. bad. Not bad. Credit goes over to uh, Jordan Johnson at crea- Combination Creative, my bad. Um, yeah, he'd been working on that for a while for us and nailed it. Awesome. Speaking of things Jordan's been working on for us, um, if you're listening to this you know up to date, we got some brand new merch hitting the store right now. So get after it.
2: So if you're listening to this Sunday morning, the merch is already available to you. Mm-hmm. So right after you're done listening, go to our page, click on the link, and you'll be able to find it somewhere on there. I'm sure Nick's Yeah, got it's it. very easy to find Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Buy some shit.
1: Yeah, definitely. Pretty sweet shit too. Always I know I'm gonna buy some. I already did.
2: You think you were the first order?
1: Yeah. I would <laughs> say Well seeing as how he didn't even send you and I the link before he bought it. So well, that's not true. Is yeah. it? I sent you guys... When I sent you, it's live, like or whatever
0: I said, like it's go time or whatever I said, I had not ordered at that point. Hmm. Maybe. Tough to say. I'm already on my third order. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be wild. Um, But yeah. So tonight, I want to dive right in here. Um, Turkey season is rapidly approaching and I've been very verbal about my tactics this year. Um, And the more... I talk about doing it, the more research I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I'm learning a lot. That's hopefully going to help me along the way. Um, and one of the biggest things I keep running into with archery hunting for turkeys is where to shoot. And there's this big debate, you know, there's a lot of people that are just totally against archery hunting turkeys because there's too many opportunities for wounded birds. Um, and I can see that with somebody that doesn't take it seriously, that that can happen. Mm-hmm. But that happens archery hunting deer too. Uh, there's yeah. plenty of wounded it's deer that
1: go. Part of hunting, even rifle hunting, uh, it's an
0: unfortunate like, part. But yeah. yes, it is. It does happen.
1: Yeah, you try to uh, minimize those happenings, but unfortunately, sooner or later, it's going to happen, no matter what you're hunting, what you're hunting yeah. with. Yeah, and so I've been doing a ton of research. You know,
0: where are the vitals on a turkey? Uh, where are they when they're broadside? What about looking straight on at you? Mm -hmm. What if they're looking directly away? What if they're in full strut? And then all those positions again. Mm -hmm. And it's not as simple as like a deer or a moose or like your average four-legged creature. Yeah. Um,
1: You're not just going right behind the shoulder.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, There's a small window um, about the size of a softball that you're aiming at. Mm -hmm. And there's you know, there's a lot of guys that will tell you, you know, there's a there's a crease right above, like, the copper lining on um, the wing feathers that, you know, that's where you aim. Other guys are saying, you know, if you hit high, watch them die. Hit them low, watch them go. And there's guys that are like, absolutely not. That's not the case. There's just so much debate
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, on where to shoot these turkeys. Um, but one concrete piece of evidence in... Everything that I've seen is if you shoot them in the head, they die.
1: If you cut their head off, they're not going far. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Um, And I've been trying to figure out, you know, I've been looking at different broadheads, you know, guys that I've talked to personally that have hunted before and shot turkeys, they're like, oh, you know, I just use an old uh, whitetail broadhead. And, you know, I either, you know, I take the legs out or I shoot for the vitals and stuff. And I just didn't like the what, sound of that take the legs like out. if you aim um there's another spot that you'll hit like right above the drumsticks and it's oh, very close so they can't it's close mm. to the vitals but if you aren't quite at the vitals you can hit the legs i didn't like the sound of it just didn't sit right with me i've mm-hmm. never i've always been you know i want as quick dead kill not as maimed possible. and then you go over and yeah kill it. and have to wring its neck or something yeah um <clears throat> so with all of that research i was like you know what I'm going do or die. We're going decap or nothing. Um,
1: If you miss, you miss. If you hit it, it's dead.
0: Exactly. And it's just one of those things where it doesn't matter which way it's standing. If you can see the head, take it off. That's Mm -hmm. as gruesome as that sounds. That's just it's what it is. They're going to fall right over or I'm going to miss.
1: Yeah.
0: how it's going to be. So basically my next step was, okay, I'm going for a decap what size or what broad heads do i want to use mm-hmm. um i've switched for whitetail i'm using annihilators they're a very small head a lot more room for error yeah um so i started researching different um
2: i think you mean a lot less room for error
0: yeah well
1: you
2: yeah yeah have more issues. opportunity for yeah, error,
0: more opportunity for less
1: error. room for it
0: yeah that's the english language for you uh <laughs> But anyway, so I decided I was going to go with a decap broadhead, and there's a bunch of different brands out there. Um, Rage actually makes a mechanical one, and
1: how does that work?
0: That's supposed to be like a either or: take the vitals or go for the head shot. Kind of like a hybrid, if you will. Tons of guys swear by them. Um, it, like I said, it, but I was like, I'm not going to shoot at the body. If I oh, yeah. cannot get a shot at its head not taking a shot Mm -hmm. because every bird I've ever shot with my shotgun, I was looking right at its head. I'm like, I'm going to get an opportunity at its head. Yeah. Um, So I ended up with um, Magnus bullheads and they had the best reviews that I saw.
1: I used Um, to shoot Magnus stinger broadheads a couple years ago before I switched to annihilators. And I love them. Magnus makes very good broadheads.
0: Yeah. Everybody seems to love them. Rants and raves about the reviews. Um, The other big thing too is the price wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a three pack with replacement blades was like forty bucks. I was gonna say
1: that's what I paid for the Stingers was like forty bucks.
0: Yeah, Um, and these things have like a four inch cutting diameter. Yeah. Um, And I was like, all right, sweet, and ordered them up right away. And was like, come yet? No, not yet. I just ordered them like yesterday. By the time people listen, yeah, I'm already gonna have them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm like, sweet, that's awesome.
1: You'll have to like completely change because those getting, are we're getting there. not going to We We are oh. getting
0: there. Um, so I did that and I'm like, sweet, awesome. And I went right back to doing more research on hunting. Because like now I've got that all figured out. I've got my, where I'm going to be aiming, what kind of broadhead I need for that. Right back to the drawing board. You know, just looking through, reading articles, watching videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I come across this video of a guy that's shooting those exact broadheads. And he literally grabbed his white tailbow, started going, setting it up, and I quickly realized that he was like had all sorts of problems with the broadhead touching the um site because it's mm-hmm. so big yeah. and you don't when have you build your arrows, typically your broadhead is just past your um drop away rest. Yeah. Well, when you put a four inch circle at the tip of your broadhead, now it doesn't sit on your rest. I'm like, son
1: of a bitch. Yeah, it's I'm hitting like, your sight housing at that yeah, point or your riser.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's it, it's exactly what it is. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed he had some huge fletchings on the back. Um, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what that is for. And he started talking about it. And basically, when you put that much broad head on the front, you need bigger fletchings to help steer it.
1: Yeah. It's the same, you know, when you go from a field point to a broadhead, that you know, even an inch diameter broadhead like annihilators are, it's steering your arrow a lot. Yeah. You know, so you need that's why like Tom has his arrows set up so that everything is working together, the bevels Mm -hmm. working with the veins and everything. So when you put four inches out there, that's really, really changing stuff. How heavy are they?
0: The broadheads are a hundred.
1: Oh, they're only a hundred.
0: Yeah, I could have went with one twenty fives, but I just figured for taking a head off. Yeah, of the you're turkey, not looking for penetration. Yeah, I, figured, I wasn't
1: sure if since there's so much metal there. Or... Uh, they
0: make one twenty fives, but mm-hmm. I went with a hundred grains. Um, so that was the next thing. I'm like, okay, I need longer arrows. Yeah, and that was the first thing I'm looking at. And I'm like, man, but he had some like really big fletchings on there too. Like I don't, you don't see those very often.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so I'm like looking around.
1: You do see them a lot more in like bird hunting people that yes. use like upland, you know, when they're... Yeah, because
0: they have huge broadheads. Yeah. Um so I started looking Magnus partnered with Victory Archery. Oh yeah. and now makes an arrow that's built for those broadheads. broadheads. Nice. Like those specific ones. It's a Magnus arrow by Ar- Victory Archery. Um you basically pick the poundage of your bow. I went from, uh, it's a 55 to 65, which is basically just your spine. Yeah. Um, it's a 300 spine, which is a little bit stiffer than what I'm used to. It sounds a little sexual. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but the other thing is, is I'm shooting a full length arrow now.
1: Yeah. You're shooting a 32 inch arrow yes. instead of a 28 inch arrow. Or yes. I don't know what exactly you're shooting, but
0: I, I'm well. I don't know honestly. I know that I shoot a 29 twenty nine and a half inch draw, mm-hmm. so my arrows got to be damn close to thirty. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: I would think. I don't really know the conversion there. Like, but you everybody's could, you different. Could measure it. I could. I could definitely measure it. But Tape I always. I always you. just walk in with an old arrow and say I need six of these. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so it, I'm quickly learning that my turkey arrow setup is actually going to be more technical than my whitetail yeah no doubt. Um, there's just so much more that can go wrong that like i'm like okay i need to get this all in tune Mm -hmm. um so it's actually a four-fletch feather vein um
1: it's a feather because i know like a lot of their feathers like upland bird hunters that you know hunt pheasants with Bows. they're like it's, a used, f- it's fluffy yeah they're yeah. not a feather but they're yeah
0: these are fluff. Like it's a, a feather
1: mm-hmm. um, like my arrows yes for my
0: and the way that the blades are mounted on the broadhead they have like a helical to them mm-hmm. the helical on the veins are matching so it does the same thing like tom's you know it spirals it mm-hmm. um and hopefully just going to
1: take Knock a the head, head off, right the turkey. off. <laughs> yeah
0: um so that was another whole conniption and i guess if somebody's listening to this and is interested in going this route for turkey um i went straight to magnus's website to buy the broadheads or i mean to buy the arrows because i had already purchased the broadheads because mm-hmm. um, they just didn't i didn't think that i was going to be able to go and buy these arrows at any anywhere. archery shop yeah, yeah so i'm like, sure they get, don't stock them yeah so i'm like i'm just gonna go yeah they're made for turkey hunting yeah i'm like i'm just gonna go right to magnus's website go to purchase them. They're like, um, and they sell them in packs of three, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So they're only, it was like 25 bucks, something like that. Nice. Um, maybe 30. I don't remember, but it wasn't that much. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: as far as like archery equipment goes, Magnus does, their prices are very, very good and they yeah. make good stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, but the problem was, is because the box is over 30 inches, apparently that's the, the, the cusp.
1: For shipping?
0: Yeah. Ah. Um, so they wanted like $68 to ship. That I was sucks. like, yikes. Um, so I was like, now I'm not so sure if I want to do this. I'm like, I got to find these arrows somewhere else.
1: So if you went to an archery shop, I'm sure you could...
0: Order them or something. But yeah. I was starting to look. This is the this is the pro tip. I'm trying to get to everybody. <laughs> um, Shields Outdoors. Uh, shields.com. I think it's like S-C-H... E E L L or E E L S shields. Just look it up. Um, if you have an account, which is totally free, you just got to put your email in. Free shipping on all orders. That's pretty sweet. So I go to their website, go in there, and I've only bought things a couple times from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's free shipping if you have an account. So it's like I always check if I need to. Yeah, um, see if they have it. They have the same pack of arrows, same price as Magnus but free shipping. I was like, I literally just saved myself like almost 70 bucks. Yeah. Um,
1: tough to beat that.
0: Yeah. So I was awesome with that. Um, Tom brought up a really good point. Now I was talking to him. I don't know how I'm going to carry these arrows because they're not going to fit in a quiver. No. Um, so I don't know if I'll just like put them in upside down and just be careful with the blade side or. I'd be worried about your string.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't do that. Touch your string with a razor blade and it's, yeah. Done.
0: I would
1: just carry them.
0: Yeah, I I'm only thinking I need two. Like I plan on practicing with one and basically walking I mean, in.
1: odds are you fling an arrow at a flock of birds, you're not getting another shot. I mean, Yeah, and I already possibly said, but like
0: once I get a bird with my bow, I'm back to shotgun. Like if I kill yeah. opening day, I'm saying if you yeah. fling
1: an arrow and miss, they're not going to stand around. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Um so, yeah, I just got to figure out how I'm going to carry them around. Um, they I might, do,
2: though, because it, I've shot in turkeys like a flock comes into your decoy set and they just hang out. Like it's they, funny
1: how they are like that because you, you scratch your nose and they're gone. Yeah. You drop one and the rest of the flock's like, huh, I wonder what that Let's was Let's beat about. the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's basically they're yeah. so territorial. If one drops, they're like, oh, yeah, now's the time. You're done. Yeah, yeah that's, they're, they're funny. So who knows? We'll figure out what happens.
1: Um, Nick's just going to drop a flock with his bow. That would be nuts.
0: Now, uh, Tom's going to be with me probably for most of my hunts. Um, I really was trying to get Tom, big old long beard.
1: He I did. Like, s- I'd go and film for you because I'm not like a to I'm self-filming
0: too. We're throwing, yeah. Uh, but I told Tom, more worried about killing the birds. It's basically, the camera's going to be set up at my decoy. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just going to hit record when I think a bird's getting close let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not screwing me up. Yeah. But uh, basically Tom said, if I've got my bow in hand, he's going to let me shoot first mm-hmm. um, because Tom shot trap for a long time. He's got no problem shooting it, moving turkeys. I've watched him kill moving turkeys, like mm-hmm. not a problem. Um, so I or that's it, that's the Could the you goal. imagine if
1: you guys doubled with a bow and a shotgun? That'd be crazy. I don't know if it's ever been done. I don't know. I've never seen a video of it, so.
0: Yeah, I'd definitely be sending some snoods around.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's a good idea. We should put that on a shirt. We should put it on a shirt. Tom, you think?
2: Yeah, that's good. that's a good a good t shirt. Send design. snoods. Yeah, we could have like a old road sign, and we'll put like a turkey head with like a real long snood. Oh, and have dude, it like that... all shot up. Oh, and... like
0: somebody shot with a shotgun. Yeah, that'd be wild. That's freaking and sick.
2: Send snoods underneath it.
0: Oh, like oh, dude, we should do that. We should. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's the thing, uh, the, the main issue I ran into this week, but it's all fixed. The biggest thing is now, um, I've been shooting my bow, but it I need to re in. Yeah. Um, so, I pretty much just have to tear apart my um, – I I'm, so, I'm actually considering taking my sight off.
1: Getting a different sight. Yeah, form. I
0: have a box of sights at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and – basically putting one pin on my, like in there. Cause I, I do have a single pin. Um, but it's just, it's a big site and I just yeah. think it would be easier just to take it off, put a new one on. And I never thought but I would start. My tearing.
1: dad has uh, a single pin site. I'm sure you've seen it, yep. but you haven't really paid attention to it. But the housing on it is very small, you know, it's like yes. a 50 cent piece and there's one pin in it and it yeah. moves that way. So it's that would probably be a better the only, design of sight, the maybe only not that specific. Problem
0: one. is because of I have a special sight, and I put a specialized peep on my bow. I have an an oval shaped peep, which
1: for your yeah. yes, so that's, that's you learned. Yeah,
0: it out. probably wouldn't be a big deal, because um, like I, pro- I'm the only person I know that shoots with an oval peep.
1: Yeah, um, because you're the only person we know that has an option sight. That's true um
0: i i love that site but anyway, so i'm still got to figure that out um i might have to extend the dovetail suck the dovetail and i'm not really sure what's going to have to happen there mm-hmm. um but it, it shouldn't be too big of a problem
1: but we'll see i got a month and a half yeah i mean all you got to do is throw the site on and oh yeah i'm not out.
0: like it's like you said it's not a big deal um it's gonna but be it's
1: cr- definitely an obstacle that you have to contend with
0: oh yeah it, I'm glad I found this out a month out, versus or a month yeah. and a half out, versus like two weeks, and I'm like shit, because then I'd look like a dingus going back to my shotgun <laughs> because I didn't prep long enough.
1: So hey, you could just practice and figure it out, and that would be your motivation to go get out in the turkey woods instead of being a, a dingus and taking a shotgun. Stick to your word, and oh, we're go sticking it to out. it.
2: I don't know. I'm getting some pretty skeptical vibes from you. So I got a question for you, Nick. Could I have an answer. Not sure. You have your your setup all put together. You know what you're going to kill a turkey with. Mm-hmm. How do you plan on getting the turkey within range so you can shoot it with your bow?
1: Mm.
0: Well, Tom, it's funny <laughs> you ask. So <clears throat> a few years back... Um, I was, so it's, it's something I've been dealing with since I started turkey hunting and anybody that turkey hunts, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When I get into this, um, you go to the sports store and there's a whole line of mouth calls. And then there's a whole line of box calls, slate calls. And, you know, you can sit over there on a slate call, you know, chirp it up, see if you like it. Box call, same thing. A lot of them even have chalk ready to go. like you, know, you can really get a feel for what you're going with. They really frown upon you frown upon you trying out the mouth calls. Um, they do. Yeah, they do. And they get expensive. Uh, especially it in the last surprising. couple of years. Like dude, they're getting up like 15, 20 bucks for a call. That's crazy. That,
2: and you got to buy 3, 4 of them just to find that's one that you like. That's yeah. what I'm getting.
0: And you and you hope you like one. Um so it's just like so frustrating to go to the store, spend 50, 60 bucks and go, "Wow, these all suck." Yeah. And <laughs> You know exactly maybe they suck maybe they're super uncomfortable in your mouth it's like a weird tape um mm-hmm. it's just you, you don't know and it just and
1: for if you're with your archery hunting you have to have a mouth call you're not going to be playing oh yeah with your hands oh absolutely
0: not i don't even like using like i use um friction calls that you built mm-hmm. for locating birds um beyond locating i'm a mouth call guy yeah um which funny enough i used to not be able to use a mouth call and i just had to learn because i hated sitting there squawking in one hand Mm -hmm. hold my shotgun like oh my god he's getting close do i need to call again yeah like just playing that whole funny town game so i'm like you know what screw all these turkey calls i'm like there's like three pieces to this thing
1: Mm -hmm. i got
0: a piece of latex i got some basically athletic tape yeah and some sort of frame.
1: Yeah. Piece of metal.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I bet you I could make these. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, you know, they're it's probably expensive, but you know, maybe, you know, if I do this long enough, sell a few, you know, maybe I could make some money, you know, or at least get my money back. Mm-hmm. So I start researching <laughs> whatnot and materials to make calls are, I mean, absolutely dirt cheap. Um, like you can buy a bag of 50 frames for like a, Couple bucks, mm-hmm. and same with your tape, same with your latex, um, and that, and that's another thing: is every call out there, the latex is at a different tension, and, th- and this is all stuff I started realizing the more I got into building my own, mm-hmm. um, and the tension that you put on that latex drastically changes the tone and how simple or difficult it is to use. Yeah, um, where were you buying that stuff? Um, so I got all of my stuff. From com, That's where I got my whole kit. I was getting to it um, because, like I said, at first I was a little nervous because, you know, diaphragm presses is what they're called. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, six, seven hundred bucks a piece. Um, I'm like, geez, that's, well, that's a lot of turkey calls. Um, <laughs> but I stumbled across this website, com, and they sell a basic, it's a small, it's, you're not going to start a company with this
1: thing. Um, but no, but making your own personal calls. Yeah, but
0: making your own personal calls, it works great. I've been using it for several years, and absolutely love it. I've cranked out a ton of calls, um, and they all sound great. And I know what I like now. I know the tension I like. I know the amount of reads. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I figured out my own cuts. Like all that stuff is all customized now. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I found the the kit, and I I was like, that can't be. So he sells, it's it's the press, you know, to set up the whole thing and enough material to make three or 15, three read calls. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of calls. Yeah. Um, 25 bucks.
1: Can't beat that.
0: No, you can't. And then I've since bought supplies from other stores.
1: And then you only got to buy the press one time, then you can just buy the material. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I said, I've, I've since bought more material. Um, and now I buy different color tapes and different color latex and different things. Um, ribbed latex, if you want, you know, um, <laughs> uh, for a better mouthfeel, whatever. For the
1: turkey's pleasure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and you get to come up with all kinds of cool names for your, for each cuts. Um, you do we have some good well, names. You're going to have to get on our Patreon if you want to hear those. <laughs> I had somebody, I, so I posted about this on Instagram and somebody wanted to see the videos and I was like, oof. Like I do have some videos of different names of calls and (laughs) me using them. Um, But if you're really interested, I can show you a couple of my, my uh, signature cuts in the names. Um, But that's for another podcast. Yeah.
2: But yeah, so I will be on white cat after dark. Yeah. yeah,
0: Whenever that, whenever (laughs) that series launches. Um, But yeah, so I couldn't believe it. 25 bucks. It gives you your press. It for $25, you have everything you need to make 15 calls. Mm hmm. Um, And it's stupid simple. I mean, it's a matter of stretching a little latex, putting a metal frame on it, taping it up. You know, the the tape has already got the hole cut out for the frames, so like there's the only cutting you have to do and just with any kitchen scissors um, is to shape the mouth call, which is another cool thing. You can cut it however you want. Um, and if you're a guy that has a smaller mouth, and you are already cutting your calls, you always risk going too small or something. And now Mm -hmm. you just wasted your $15 call.
1: That's how I am. Like when I use
0: a mouth call, I like them small. I I don't have. But but if you cut it too small, now you're screwed. You just wasted that. Now it's like, okay, I wasted, you know, a buck. If that, you know, it's probably less. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can get the size that you like, you know, I make a pattern now um, and cut it off real nice. And then I started playing like I said with the tension of the latex Mm -hmm. Um, I now add different tensions to different um, reads Mm -hmm. and uh, it it just it adds more depth to your call and but not too raspy like it it just it it works so much simpler and it's something you don't get out of high production calls Mm -hmm. So, like I personally believe I have a higher quality call than you can what you can buy in the store because it's custom for me and, and you don't
1: have to spend 60 bucks on
0: a couple no, calls to find I, literally what you like. one kit is what is less than what I was going to spend on calls for the year anyway. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I just buy, you know, I've, I've been using the same batch of material for the last two years because I bought like a hundred pieces of tape, a hundred <laughs> frames and a shit ton of latex.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and like the latex already comes in little squares. So it's not like you get this whole roll. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, it's super simple. And I just, as we get closer to season, I was getting ready to make some calls. I'm like... Hey,
2: you, you know, got to make me some.
0: Yeah, I, I will. I made you some before. I made both of you guys. Yeah, made yeah some you
2: calls. made me two or three calls the very first year you got your setup. Yeah. And well,
0: that's the other thing I wanted to get into about like my frustration with mouth calls is um, it's not as bad now, but back when I chewed tobacco, latex, I mean, tobacco... Rips apart calls. Oh
2: yeah, um, and you got to have a pinch of snuff in when you're turkey calling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if, if you do the stuff,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't have that problem anymore. But
1: um, if you're someone that uses,
0: yeah, it, it's something you got to worry about. But even if I only get a year, maybe two out of a call because they just get you know nasty.
1: Yeah, they don't last um, long.
0: I mean. Even if you, you drink a cup of coffee on your way to the woods and then you put your call in, and then it's just got like that. It's just, they end up just bad. Yeah. Little
2: pro tip something I have done, I don't swear by it, um, <laughs> but you can take your mouth call and like the night before you go turkey hunting, take a shot glass, fill it with mouthwash, and set your call in there overnight.
0: Probably an alcohol free mouthwash, I would imagine. Wouldn't the alcohol probably. Be bad yep. on the latex.
2: Yeah,
1: no, I no. would imagine. But I mean, like you said, you're not getting much life out of them anyway. No, they go I mean, bad. It, yeah. they're, they're, I, make to, I make new ones. I make new ones every year. Um, so it's just simple. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like I said, I, I I usually I like to have two or three calls that I like mm-hmm. on hand because sometimes the birds just, you know, maybe use the wrong pickup line with one tone, and it, yeah. it doesn't matter what you say after that. They're you know, not you, you offended him. Yeah. You know, you know, you told him his beard's small. And you don't you just don't know. So now you got to get, you know, the new girl on the block, you know, talking her sweet nothings and maybe you compliment him. Maybe you tell him he's got a big snood. And he's coming right in. So I like to have a few different options, you know, I'll, I'll catfish a turkey, I don't care. Um, but uh it, it's it's all good. So if you're as frustrated as I am when you go to the store, store to buy more. You <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh,
1: I'm trying not to better. laugh into the mic, but I, I'm laughing. So Please every once in a while going. I say something funny. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you did it that time. So if
0: you're as frustrated as I am about calls and the expense of them and stuff, you know, if you're looking for more information, if that wasn't enough for you, reach out to us um, and I will show you everything I've done. I will, you know, give you any tips, pointers, because it, it's awesome I, I love making my own calls now and i've called in I'm trying to think of how many birds i've killed since. how long have i
2: probably
0: been doing call-
1: when we went to maryland i think was the first year that was 2018 i think so i've probably killed five four or five birds and it in
0: a couple of those like i had doubled with somebody and mm-hmm. they got a bird from me calling um, I'm not speaking about Tom. I, my other buddy, because Tom does a lot of the calling yeah. more together. Um, I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I, I didn't you doubled make it, with Joe before. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to sound like I was taking credit for Tom's calling, because um, I figured he'd speak up anyways. I was going to, yeah. Um, no, my <laughs> buddy Joe. Because I called those birds in. Yeah.
2: The Just first to be morning. Clear. Yeah. Nick did the call on day I two. I did
0: do this day two woods calling. Um, but I hunted with my buddy Joe before, and he wasn't really big on turkey hunting but he, he was interested in turkey hunting just hadn't done it before. yeah and he was practicing with his mouth calls and stuff but you know it was and he, he actually did call that day um and had birds answer so it was really cool so it was actually a little bit of both mm-hmm. um but uh i was using my homemade calls and it just there's so much more satisfaction you know you make your own mouth call mm-hmm. you call a bird in you smack it in the beak it's yeah. just awesome yeah no um, doubt so i, I it's great i highly recommend doing it and for 25 bucks you can't go wrong because one time purchase and you've got all the calls you need for the year for less money than you were going to spend anyways
1: yeah so and once you figure it out and find what you like like you said you make templates and stuff you have you buy that kit you have calls for years for 25 bucks instead of spending 60 bucks a year on them yeah oh yeah i mean for pennies you can buy when you buy like Primos calls or you know the they don't make one call for years and years and years. You find that's a call that you like, I, that and then two years later, you are like, "What the hell? I can't find that call anymore yeah. because they discontinued it. They started making something else, and now you got to start your process all over again." Yeah, I. That's another big thing is
0: I feel they're like models of cars. Yeah, like every they're year in they and change out. because and, and it, people they like fa- funny names and stuff for their call, and, and I do too. You know, it's I, tough to beat. I, I call mine cat calls because we have white cat outdoors. Mm-hmm. I'm like calm cat calls and they all have very seductive names. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of companies that do that. Um, our buddy, um, Keith is on the pro staff for blackjack game calls and all of theirs have like a poker spin too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've used their calls really like theirs too. Um, but I just like making my own now. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just, it, it's fun to do that sort of thing. And then once you, like you said, once you figure out what you like, Boom! I just keep making that call over and over and over again. Yeah, um,
1: and that will never and, go out of production because yeah, as long as you it. feel like making it, it'll be there.
0: Yeah, and I and every year I make a wild one. You know, mm-hmm. I try something crazy and just see what happens. You know, and sometimes I like it. Most of the time I don't, mm-hmm. um, but just to see, you know, what what happens because you have so much more um, room to play when mm-hmm. when you do it this way because. You know, like I said, different tensions in the latex on each layer and how far you space the first layer from the top layer, like all that sort of thing is all customized now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, like I said, I think it gives you a more authentic sound. It's like reloading your own bullets. You get full control over what you're doing versus just buying a high production run of another call. Mm -hmm. So.
2: So I guess to answer my question... You plan on making a mouth call and then calling a bird in with that mouth call to shoot it? Yeah, I, I don't turkey call at all when I'm in the woods. Right. Um, I
0: I think that that is one of the worst things you can do uh, while hunting turkeys. Um, the biggest thing, and Tom actually is the one that I have to award with you know credit um, for my success in the turkey woods. And it the day I quit turkey calling. And started calling turkeys, everything changed.
2: Changed my life. That's <laughs> great.
0: And and that that if if you get one thing from this episode, that's what you need to know. Uh, quit turkey calling. And start calling turkeys.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Um, on that note, thank you guys. Um, if you haven't bought your shirts and apparel and hats, all that kind of stuff, you haven't bought them yet. There's still time. Get on there and do that. And thank you again in advance for supporting us for this long. You guys all know what to do. Get outside.